Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another fantastic edition of Coffee Conversations. Today, seated across me is a swimsuit model. <laughs> You're laughing. <laughs> Very close. Okay. <laughs> and as I've said before, everybody walks through the door and they bring a bit of themselves in. I think Norm is the funny guy, the guy you laughed with over the weekend. Uh, no, I, I live for my, my my interest always live, love, laugh. Alright. So, so yeah, you gotta try make people laugh every life day. Life is too short, eh? For sure. It's an honor to have you here. Thank Maybe you. Maybe as a way of introduction, what do you do? Okay, so I am, am, am a partner of the Salts. Alright. But what we do so I own a company called Tom Dick and Harry Creative. But what okay. we do is, um, besides involved in all the creative side of what the salt do, then we have a second part of which is all the, we, we manage, we manage their influences online. Okay. So, so everything that their influences do online that are selected for their campaigns, we manage that whole process. Okay, so you give direction in terms of uh, content? Okay, so it's, it's quite involved. It's, it's, okay. we, we, we help with the selection. Okay, we okay. help uh, with the initial stage. Initial of the selection, yes. All right. And then we uh, are involved with the, the management of everything and, and getting them to, and then content, and getting them to post the content, and then the major other part is the reporting. Oh, okay. Of course, so that's where we... we and and can, you, can you drill down on the reporting? Because I think if I stood here or sat here as a, um, a potential brand for mm. signing up, what I'd be worried about are the outcomes. What do we get at the end of the day? So maybe can you just take me through the reporting uh, process? Okay. Yeah. So there's um, a South African company that formed a couple of years back called Webfluential. Okay. They've become quite well known in the influence, uh, influence marketing um, industry, but they specialize in reports. So we have a report that Webfluential actually uh, Put together for us a reporting system, so it's based on what they do, okay. and then we have. So what we are able to do with that, so at every after every scene that we do, or every post, a set of posts that we get the influencers to do, yeah. we set up this online report. And what the online report does is that we have from Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, right. and uh, we could add others, or that. So, but we focus on those three mostly for our campaigns. Okay. We're able to add the posts that they've done, and then we report on um, three things mainly: is the opportunity to see, okay. which is which you would probably call reach, but in um, digital we call it opportunity to see. To see, all right. And um, and then we report on engagements. Engagements are on any post if it is a like, a, um, a comment, a share, uh, a view of a video, those are all engagements. Okay. And we measure those as well, how many engagements each of their posts have. Okay. And then we call engagement rate. So we, you've, you could have a lot of... So engagement rate is actually your rate of your engagements compared to your opera, uh, opportunity to see. Okay. So right. if I say you have uh, you have a hundred followers, mm -hmm. or you have an opportunity, so you have a hundred followers so on, that's on Facebook. Already. That's a hundred opportunities to, to see. see. All right. Okay. We know that is affected though by Facebook algorithms and yeah. that. So not we know that if you have a hundred friends, yeah, the chances of those hundred to see is um, 
is unlikely because of the algorithms. That's why we don't talk about reach. Okay. We talk about opportunities to see. To see. Okay. So you have okay. 100 friends on Facebook, yeah. it's 100 opportunities to see. Yeah. You post a post, you have um, 10 people engage with the post, they either yeah. like or comment or share it. Okay. And then that gives you an, an engagement rate of 10%. Okay. So what happens with your, your, your sort of your, your big influences, your celebrity influences, uh, Facebook pages, those kind of stuff, work on about a 1% engagement rate mm -hmm. is considered good. Okay. And uh, we work on a, and for our campaigns, we work on a 5% engagement rate as our, as our standard that we okay, work that's on. That's greater than good. Yeah, yeah that's almost double of what your, yeah. your bigger influences. Yeah. And that's actually what we're trying to do. So, All right. yeah, we, we're going through. So, you've got 100 followers yeah. who are pretty much your peers, your friends and, and all that there. So they probably have similar interests to you. Yeah. And if 10% of those people are engaged with you, then we kind of get in the right target market to engage there. All right. Uh, it looks like a big part of your deliverables is creating content, brand content that's compelling. Yes. How do you keep it fresh? Because for starters, there is content overload. The moment I walk outside the door, I'm hit with 200 messages from my phone, from everywhere else. How do you make sure that your content is evergreen? Well, well, the, the major part of everything we do is authenticity. All right. So it has to be authentic. So okay. and uh, highly we, believable. I guess. Highly believable. So yeah. we do not prescribe people to say say anything. We don't. We don't tell them what to say. Okay. okay. At all. So. Oh, it's, it's not like, uh, please take a picture while you're sitting on the couch. No. You let them tell their own stories, their, their stories. own ways. So what okay, we would say, so, so, so authenticity is the natural way. So we don't want yeah. people to ever change the way we'd normally talk on, on Facebook. So All right. on Facebook, for me, for instance, I put a lot of humor in everything I do. So I, I make my posts funny all the time. So okay. you want someone like me to constantly not change not suddenly be serious okay or suddenly uh, say it in a different tone and All also right. mother language we don't prescribe mother language we we don't prescribe what language to post in either so okay so people post in whatever languages they would normally post so to keep it fresh we, we kind of give them a theme of what they the post needs to be about we, okay, we create so a anchor content points and then they, Most, they go all out. The only thing we usually prescribe is we prescribe normally a, um, a we ask them to tag in a Facebook page or, a, or Instagram page or the, oh, okay. the client's page. All right. And then purely so that the client can either comment on it. Oh, okay. Uh, if right. you have to be tagged in to comment on it, and then yeah. they can pick up the post and share if they want to. Yeah. Those pages to give it a bit of uh, amplification. Yeah. And then we would include a, a certain hashtag, okay, whichever the client uh, the, can. The client decides on hashtags, we include those. That's just for searching purposes for the client. All right. Uh, do you see better engagement on user-generated uh, content versus your oh, internet? Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. so the, the average is 7% is uh, on the internet, on, on research, and that is that there's a 7% uh, okay. higher engagement with um, with user-generated content. It's... it's, it's, it's I mean, it's really all just common sense. It's, yes, it's, yes. it's what people do. So if uh, Colgate starts talking about, and sorry, I'm not going to let's say a toothpaste yeah. brand starts talking about a certain toothpaste, yeah. and you, my friend, 
uh, when we're friends and you start talking about the, the toothpaste, I'm much more likely going to ask you a question. And yeah, I, and then ask said, them, yeah. So that's the natural the yeah, that they are not accessible. If you call yes. them, it'll take you 10 hours to get through. You send an email, you get responsible. Or we, even on social media, there's so few Facebook pages or, yeah. or clients that will, it almost comes as a surprise when you get a bit of engagement. Exactly, yeah. And then what true. works really well in our campaigns is, and, and you just suddenly make it a bit more social, is that we have quite a few of the clients that we work on yeah. who then actually comment on the the, gener the content that's been generated by our influencers. So they make a post on Facebook. We have quite a few of them that will come on and say and comment something about their post okay. and say, glad to see you enjoying our product or something. Yeah. And that straight away gives, the, gives that, that, that client, that, uh, that brand, suddenly gives them a social face. Yeah, it and it makes them not this whole static Facebook page. Yeah. I, I think you're quite right. You bring in a very important element is that brands have always been seen to be machines. Yes. But if you can humanize the brand, Ooh. you can then endear yourself to another human who's your of consumer course. who's likely to love your, your, yeah. your, your brand. But then how do you increase the reach for your content when you're publishing? Okay, so... This, because this, I, I guess the more eyeballs and ears, the, for sure. the better so, all the same, yeah. So the second important thing about it is, is that we, are, we use micro-influencers, so they typically mm -hmm. have a lot less audience, all opportunities right. to see is lower, but you can amplify that. Okay. And that's, that's when you take this personal message of this micro-influencer and you push them into the, the next category of having more things, so you, okay. more opportunity to see. So what we do is we, we always encourage, we, we go into our clients and they're starting to, there's a few of them are starting to see it. We've had, they're starting to see the benefit because why must I talk about my brand if there's a brand lover who's talking about my brand yeah. and I amplify his message? Then I'm saying, but you know, I don't have to say good things about myself. If someone else takes, says something good yeah. about me and I just amplify that message to my audience, yeah. then that's more effective. Yeah, right. So we, we encourage our clients and the advertisers we use to amplify the messages. Okay. So there's a number of ways to do that. Is that obviously on social media you could share a post and yeah. add your bit and, then, and, and boost it to an audience and that. We have some clients that actually, so we always encourage them to do that. Yeah. If not, we actually put systems in place where we actually will set up a, a fan page. So we'll call it, um, may I mention brand names here at all? Uh, I think it was a client that's already signed up. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So let's say we took, um, uh, we take uh, Take A Lot, yeah. for instance. They had a campaign running with students. Shout out to Take A Lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can I give you my delivery address? Oh, yes. <laughs> my next Christmas present. <laughs> so Take A Lot's a great example. So Take A Lot one, asked us to do the amplification of the messages. So okay. we set up a, and that their campaign was for students, and it was about student discounts that yeah. they could get on buying textbooks for ah, student textbooks. So okay. very relevant, and they've actually re-signed another a bigger campaign yeah. for students next year. So right. based on the success of this one. So what we do in that case is we actually set up a Facebook page called Take a Lot Student Fans. For oh, okay. All right. There's a very message right on the front, and it just says this is purely for setting up uh, for, for the boosting of the sharing and boosting of posts yeah. and uh, it doesn't reflect the views of Take A Lot. So there is some kind of distance from Take A Lot. It's, uh, not, it's not an official Take A Lot page. Okay. But what we do for that page is purely then for sharing posts. So we select out which of the posts we think are going to get higher engagement and, right. and then we, and then we, we, 
we share those posts and then we boost them. All right. So the nice thing then is, and then what kind of rates you get is that as soon as you start boosting posts, yes. you get a, we've seen over all the campaigns we've done this with, we have an eight, eight, eight times increase in, in reach. Okay. But it's to a reach which is targeted now. Ah, okay. So now I can go reach and I can go set up in my uh, normal Facebook um, targets yeah. and my audience, I go set it now for students right. at certain uh, towns, at certain agencies. So now I've got a targeted audience. Okay. And so now I can increase that person's reach that they got off their normal post opportunity yeah. to see eight times. So they had 100, they now have 800 on their post, yeah. which is quite great. But the, the the, the engagement rates are going up by three times. So right. that's so, so you and it's all about engagement, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so now you get an engagement and reach from a and target reach. audience. Yeah. yeah. And and that's all. And and people will you will always see. So we'll see if a client, if any advertisers share a post themselves, yeah, a user generated content, yeah, and boosting that you'll see and a few clients you'll see straight away that much more engagement. Yeah. On, on those posts than their normal Facebook posts or, okay. or stuff like that. It's just is I think people just do you know I think people want to engage with people they can relate to. To them, yeah, exactly. Mm. Uh, that, that's the whole point of lifestyle branding. Sure. Like I need sure. to see myself mirrored in your product and the people that mm. use it. Which is why micro influencer marketing oh, is, for sure. is blown it's out. Quite, it's quite a nice thing at the moment we have a campaign where we're doing for a product which is to help um, concentration during exams and all that okay. and we had to share posts of um, their, they had a post where they had their child holding a certificate or something yeah. like that they had to just uh, showcase their child a success okay. of their child and a lot of them had said we boosted posts and shared and boosted of of um, the children holding certificates right. and it's amazing the engagement you get because everyone yeah. It, I mean, everyone's just posting and saying, well done, God's well child, and yeah. well done, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. People just love to, you know, if, if you see it and, and you can identify with that post, yeah. you're going to engage with you're it. You're going to engage. As, as a point of recapping, what sort of um, metrics are you chasing in your reporting structures? Okay. I'm looking at this from a brand and client uh, perspective because all they are looking for is these are the metrics of our objectives. Okay, these are the objectives, these are the tactics, but uh, these are the outcomes. So what sort of uh, metrics would you then be chasing after for your brand? Okay, so from our side is that uh, obviously the salts give us caught sign of a, uh, um, what they would like to see as, as a standard. And so that's... All right. So in there, we, we, our target then is a... Is a at least a 95% participation in these these scenes in these posts. Okay. So that um, so that 95% of the people at least post regularly. Yeah. As yeah. one two, we actually our average is actually about 98% that okay, they do. That's so. Such a good and the ones that don't post is typically somebody who was uh, had a. a uh, a sickness, or they were, or, or out of the country, or something, or couldn't, but we didn't have access to internet. All right. So they would normally, it's, it's those very unique. So we have about, yeah. that's about ninety-eight percent, and then we have about a five percent engagement rate. Okay. Which is our big part yeah, of that. That's quite good. What, what do you do on your downtime? On my? On your downtime. My downtime. Yes. Oh, <laughs> is there anything like a downtime? There is no downtime. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, it's, 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 I always tell people it's advertising. It's five percent glamour and ninety-five percent reporting. Yeah. I always so, say to people, if you're in advertising and you see yourself getting to the office at eight and leaving at five, yeah, you're well not in advertising. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's important to have a, a, a something else. You've got to have something. So, so I play water polo and okay. I'm involved in so, so that sport. So, all right. I do that on the on the weekends, a couple of practice at night, and that's just great. That's just to get your mind off. Off, yeah. Just but also to regain your inspiration, blood. For sure. Yeah, because you need exactly. to be continuously. It's not easy to produce content that people consume all the time. It's, it's people don't get it. Yeah, yeah. and that's also the important thing about why you're not prescribing what you want content you want to. Because it could yeah. be easy. Yeah. It could be very easy. You can right. get people and say, copy and paste this. This one, yeah. yeah but true. straight away, their audience will know. If you will know, if you're one of your friends on Facebook, you you could see straight away when that is a scripted post. Yeah. So we don't script our posts at all. So it's, it would typically be, it's all about how that product affects their lives. Okay. Which is what they're talking about in any case. Isn't it? Yes. It's, it's quite amazing. Once you start knowing about influencer marketing and then yeah. you go out with your friends and that, you will be amazed at how, when you start to be tuned, you'll see how much people do influencer marketing all the time. All the time. Because we always talk so about this is formalizing it. We, we talk about our products, we talk about our restaurants, we talk yeah. about our watches. Yeah, we, we do. Yeah. We do it all the time. Yeah. It's so what you need process. to do is just put it together in a formal exactly. setup and make it work better. So yes. bring in efficiency so that there is brand performance for your yes. customers. And, got, and, and getting it in a direction so that if you've got... 50 influencers on a campaign who are all brand, brand yeah. lovers of a say a certain soap type yeah and they all love it in any case so yeah. just for that two weeks you got them a direction that they, they, they're focusing on the smell basically yeah, yeah. bring that across but they're not yeah. talking about and then you don't want to say typically the smell is amazing you must buy the soap because we're no. not selling advertising you're not selling yeah exactly. we're not advertising yeah. so we, we're talking about a brand experience and that's what we're getting them to do is talk about how that brand plays a part in their lives. Oh, okay. Thank you, Norm, for coming through. Uh, no how problem. do we get hold of you on social media? Okay, well, for all the social influencers, so we, um, um, we, what we didn't talk about, I think you wanted to chat about, is how we control the process. The process, yes. So we, we use on social media, a lot of our stuff in communications is through um, Facebook groups and all, all right. and, and we close the group and we have access and we, that's how we chat to people. We form a relationship, very important. As yeah, uh, yeah. the brands aren't always be in contact with the influencers, but we are. So we form a relationship, which is very important yeah. with them. So that's what we do then. So most of the time for anything of the influencer campaigns, we're available through the salt. The salt, all right. And then, um, and then just very easy to remember, it's Tom, Dick and Harry. Yeah. All right. Thank you and so just, much for coming through and uh, have a pleasant weekend. Thank you very much. Indeed.